Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Welcome citizens, New Amsterdam Radio is right now. In the thick of it, the dark days of August, for most of the country, probably sweltering heat and in Los Angeles, we kind of have that little bit of a temperate kind of thing happening. It's still in the 80s, still in the 70s. Some afternoons can be pretty sweaty, especially if I'm on air recording some of my shows. But it's not too bad. And almost every year where I decide it'll be the year I'll get an air conditioner, that's when the fall comes and cools everything down. But how is everyone doing? What projects are you working on? I'm just dying to know. Make sure you hit me up at New Amsterdam on Instagram, that new underscore Amsterdam with all of your projects, uh, requests for guests, all of that great stuff. And I do review it. I, I appreciate your likes, comments, shares. This show is the podcast that could. I understand you have so many other options to check out for your audio listening pleasure, but you tend to rock with me and that's Greatly appreciated. Before I get to my talk with Phil VTech, I just want to say that for me, on my own personal projects, my book, Graduation Day, has been released. It's been out for about a week or so of this recording. And so far, the reception's great. I was thinking about doing a whole episode about the release of Graduation Day, but I figured you guys want to hear me talk about me and my projects all the time, you know. But the idea was this. I gave myself very low expectations. It was just finish the project. If three people bought a copy, I'll be happy. And well, the response has overwhelmingly proven that more than three people have bought a book <laughs> and they like it too. So I am kind of basking in that when, in fact, when Phil and I, uh, 360 coach, creative, writer, director, we're having our interview. We actually started off our talk talking about graduation day. So it all's come back full circle. So make sure you check that out. Uh, NewAmsterdam.com. That's a website you want to hit up to see all the other shows that I'm hosting and I'm producing and all that jazz. But without any further ado, my chat with Phil Zvitek. So, so, okay, so we're talking about the graduation day release this week, and, and the reason why it released in August is because it was supposed to be done in June, <laughs> and, I, and I was just so late on it, and I, <laughs> well, see, and I should have a whole big thing you're saying. Listen, I'm joking with Flobo, because his new book, Graduation Day, is out. It's out in August. Now, you know, listen, so you have to take some summer school and things like that. You still don't get to walk until the next spring graduation of class so you really you know you you were my you were my 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 blueprint man because you released a book a couple of years ago about based on your talk show right yeah but that that was that was that was around my birthday and that wasn't tied into like you know the theme of graduation <laughs> like if you're gonna call it graduation day we gotta coincide with the college kids of graduation when people <laughs> walk and so forth that's all that's all i'm saying you know, some thought. You know what? When, when I graduated, uh, this is what the book's about. When I graduated undergrad, I thought I knew everything. So all, the whole world was my burrito. And then I learned very quickly and swiftly the adulthood is a whole other beast, you know? <laughs> sure is. Sure is. My man, but Phil. I'm sure you walked in May, right? I walked <laughs> yes, in indeed. April. I walked in April. Um, I went to okay. Flag Flagler College. Uh, basically, they started before air conditioning was a thing in Florida. So their semesters were super short. 
We just uh, went from mm -hmm. August, the second of August till April, and then we we're done. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I guess you didn't have snow days to make up for and all that either. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. You know? Um, in Buffalo, they actually would tie ropes between some of the college buildings. You would like to, so you know where to go. <laughs> right on. My man Phil Z Tech so does everything, right? But I I actually have notes that I was gonna write down, ask questions, but I threw them all out. So I'm we're flying blind here, flying high, because you do a lot, Phil. A lot. I do I do a lot. I don't do everything, you know. Um, and certainly there's 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 like you know, it's hard for people to understand, like, okay, what's Phil's lane? My lane is problem solving. That's what I like. You know, you give me a problem, I work towards the solution, you know, and there are areas that I know and am versed in far more than others. Certainly, you know, the, the, the encompassing entertainment field is what I know most, you know, but, uh, you know, could I do heart surgery? Give me a couple of years and I'll figure it out. <laughs> What does it mean when someone stumbles across your YouTube page and like 360 creative code? What does that mean? 360? Why not 720? Why not 180? What's 360 mean? Well, I mean anything beyond 360, you're just you're just turning for no reason. So that's that's <laughs> why I do that. Uh, number one. Number two. You know, I think we we put such an emphasis on hard skills and things like that, but rightfully, as I think a lot of people are discovering and talking about. There's a mental component to it, right? Because I've seen a lot of people who are very talented, uh, but ultimately, if you know they don't have the right support system, they don't have the right tools and so forth, they crumble. You know, I mean, you you listen. I don't like both of us have experienced this business. Like, it's a pretty brutal business. I mean, hell, life in general is pretty. You know, like there's always obstacles, right? And you can go, oh, woe was me. Or you could practice like something like stoicism, which is like, well, everyone faces hurdles. <laughs> you know, that's just life. So. And, and are you a stoic? Uh, I am a stoic, yes. Yeah. Uh, should I explain what it... that exactly entails? Please. Sure. So uh, stoicism is like an ancient philosophy of, you know, basically the Greeks and the Romans and so forth. And, and really it just kind of, it's, it, it's a philosophy, but it's a philosophy kind of put into everyday life, you know, and it's the idea that like, you know, you can read Seneca's work um, and, you know, he talks about like trying to write, but they're doing construction downstairs. And it's like, wait, he's writing that how many years ago? I feel like I'm doing, I feel like there's a gardener outside my damn, you know, window and I'm trying to do work and he's, you know. So we all kind of face the same problems. And so there, so it's like, how do you overcome it and so forth? And, you know, so it's, it's, it's knowledge and philosophy that's practical towards your everyday, um, which some, some people can kind of slip into like, well, isn't that nihilism? Like nothing really matters. It's like, no, no, no. It doesn't mean not, nothing matters. It's just you pick and choose what you actually care about and what you can control versus what you don't. So, you know, I, I think you, know, you are. That's the long short of it. We, we, we would say it in our creative circles that Phil, man, he's deep as hell. And and here's a, a little bit of an anecdote. When I was at uh, AfterBuzz TV, which we talked about a bunch on the show, uh, Phil, I was in his last class. He was my professor, if you will, when it comes to the hosting thing. And instead of saying, okay, you're done, get the hell out and make these shows happen, host these shows, present these after shows, you gave us a graduation and commencement speech. See? Commencement, graduation. And that was November. Go. 
<laughs> and so I knew back then you were well-read, as I said, uh, a man of letters, if you will. Uh, how much of your philosophy now you take and pull from other movements from, from the past? All the, all the time, you know? I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I think knowledge, like knowledge is knowing something, wisdom is doing it, you know? And I think, cause you know, let's say like, do you know how to clean a car? No, okay. I think I'm right. <laughs> wisdom is doing it. You know, wisdom is doing it. That's really what. And so, like, we put. I think we overemphasize the the idea of knowing something and so forth versus like actually doing it. And so, you know, I always try to whatever I learn. Um, for me, viewing it from a lens of how does this apply to my life? How how can I you know utilize this in the best possible way? And you know, sometimes a lot of it. I mean, listen, you know, once you start really reading self-help books, it's, it's the same thing over and over again, just said in a different way, which I'm not complaining about. I think the, the messenger is equally as important as the message, you know, because there are certain points in our lives that we are ready to receive it. Um, some people might need to hear it from me, others from you, others from somebody else entirely. You know what I mean? That's not for me to determine. That would be the ego speaking and so forth. Right. So, um, so in that sense, yeah, you know, um, but I, I always, the, the point being, I always focus on what actions it actually leads to, you know. Hmm. What would so. you say is your favorite movement? Is that, is that that's a weird question to ask. Is that, what would you say the one you pull from a lot, a particular author, a particular time period, a particular location? Um. I guess, I mean, it really depends on the situation, but like, I do like, um, Ryan holiday. Uh, he is an author who's done like, uh, the ego is the enemy. Um, the obstacles, the way stuff like that, but to, I just in general, I, I think we live in a world where we try to put things into binary things, you know, this or that. And to me, it's like this and that, you know? And so, yes, I like Ryan Holiday and I like his books, but I also like Joe Dispenza. I also like Brene Brown. I also like, um, you know, uh, Anita Hill. I also like Martin Luther King, you know, like uh, there's, there's something to be gained from everyone. And I think that's where we kind of mess up overall as people, we, we, we don't find the nuance, you know, and, you know, just the simple thing that really bogs people's mind is the idea of like, are you a good person or are you a bad person? Mm -hmm. And it's like, Technically, we're both all the time. It's not the person, it's the action. You know, Flubbo, overall, you are a good person. Have you told <laughs> There you go. So, but, but that action in itself, not good, right? But it doesn't, it doesn't come to define you. I mean, listen, I've lied too, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but you get what I'm saying? So, like, um, that's the thing. Like, we, we have to really start kind of seeing things in a more nuanced way rather than just put things into you know, categories. One of the things we're worried about categories is that there's a philosophy that kids nowadays, our age and younger, are just doing too much, too many things at once. And there's also other school of thought of saying you should learn one thing and drill down and be professional. Now, I was on your show a couple months ago. We talked about this, about what it, what does it mean to dabble in the arts? But you do that too. I mean, you're a filmmaker, you're a writer, you're a coach, you do things on YouTube. Like, how do you define what you do? And is it a bad thing that you have multiple disciplines at once? 
I don't think it's a bad thing, but I, I would define it differently in that sense, right? Like I think there's a lot of there's a lot of careers we can have throughout our lives. There's a lot of ambitions we have throughout our lives, and you know we change and so forth. Like we're to me, we're meant to, right? And there's a wonderful book by David Epstein called Range, um, which talks about this idea that we always look at like um, Tiger Woods, who from you know before he was born <laughs> was playing golf pretty much, right? Like in terms of the myth, the legend, right? But um, really he's an anomaly because other successful people do dabble in other things. And in fact, that's what makes them stronger at what they do, mm -hmm. right? So it's the combination of the various things coming together. Uh, so in that sense, I, I think where we get, again, I think we get hung up, on, is it this or that? I think you can do multiple things, just maybe not all those things right here, right now. Some things, yes, may have to be put on hold for six months, a year, maybe right. five years, maybe 10 years. And trust me, there are plenty of things in my life that I still want to do that at this moment, um, you know, I'm not afforded that. But I don't look at that as a negative. And I think too many people go, oh, well, it was me. I'm not where I want to be. It's like, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I'm climbing the ladder in my own way, pace. And when I'm ready to do those things, then I'll do them. You know, just not right now. That's it. It's not right now. What keeps you intellectually hungry? What keeps you going with all your different projects, all things you're working on? I mean, it's very easy to be like, ah, I was dope last year. I'm just going to take a break for the next two decades. What, what keeps you going? Well, number one, I think if, if you want to take a break, take a break. <laughs> you know, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Winston Churchill took a 10-year break thought his life was over, like everyone was like, you know, he's never going to be in politics ever again. Then World War II happened and they're like, yo, you got to come back type of thing. I mean, it's oversimplification, <laughs> but like what we know Winston Churchill for is post quote unquote his career, you know, like his, he was deemed like to, to have been done, washed up and so forth. So I think number one, rest is okay. Number two, um, yeah, what, what motivates me is just, there's just so many things that I like exploring and I have a curiosity towards um, and that I want to kind of express with the world, you know? Um, so like, for example, my upcoming project, it's this idea of, you know, I don't think we talk about kind of the, the mental aspects of what it means to be in your mid thirties, you know, yeah. especially seen through today's lens. Like when, when you're in twenties, it's like, you, 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 it's okay to kind of be thinking, you know, exploring and things like that, but it still kind of gets viewed down upon. So then definitely by your thirties, you're really supposed to have it figured out and God forbid you don't, but you can't say anything. And then likewise, you're, so you're withholding it and therefore you're miserable. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just kind of that, right? So it's that kind of exploration of these various. And to me, that's, that's what it starts with. It's like, what is the question? And then you just, for me, right? I mean, there's multiple different approaches, but this is how I work. And then I just chip away at it until like the truth of whatever it is that I'm creating presents itself, you know? Yeah. So. Well, let's talk about one of these projects now. Autumn into fall, making a movie just in, in Bogota, Colombia. Is it Bogota specifically? Or are you going to do other cities in Colombia? Walk me through this. What was the idea and how's it going so far, sir? All right. Well, well, the nugget was right. The nugget was to make another movie with my friends and things like that. Right. Uh, I think there's so many talented actors that I know and, and filmmakers that I'm like, well, in lieu of, you know, 
like if you're not working, why don't we make something, right? So, um, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter ultimately for me, um, you know, whether it's my project or somebody else's, but um, without tooting my own horn, I think sometimes people are hesitant to take that first step. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck it, I'll do it. You know, and I'll just be bull and they'll be like, wait. So at first I thought about, well, what if we went to, uh, you know, Lake Tahoe and did something, right? And I was like, okay, Lake Tahoe. Then I looked into the, I was like, okay, A, it's expensive. Um, you know, to house everybody and so forth. Plus like, no offense, we're kind of in the woods and that just screams indie to me, you know, like very low rent, like you had no other budget, so you went there. So then I was looking into, you know, well, I would love to travel. So what if we traveled? So I was like, okay, well, what about Buenos Aires? That sounds cool. Um, and that was cool, um, but it's a little bit pricier. And then I was like, well, I have a friend in Bogota. What's Bogota like? So I talked to him, I was like, hey, what if we made a movie in Bogota? He's like, let's do it. I will help you. And I was like, all right, all right. So, the, so then, um, you know, I deep dived into uh, Bogota and Colombia and so forth. And primarily, the movie does take place there. There's, there's like one or two other villages um, that the characters go to, but um, I would say ninety five percent of the movie is set in Bogota. Um, and Bogota, I mean, like just like anything, it, it's such a vast city, right? Like we're not going to cover everything, and certainly we're not going to cover like what. Bogota or Colombia ultimately is, you know, but uh, but we did have it very consciously that we want to tell a different story, not the drugs and the violence, but more of the beautiful aspects that it is there, you know, through the eyes of these American tourists. There's nothing to say about ambition, right? It takes a lot to sit, not sit, or to create something in, in the United States. We're going to halfway across the world. We're going south to South America to come up with a movie. What was the, the challenge of getting people on board? Or was there a challenge at all? Where everyone's like, oh, we're going to blow the top sweet? Or was it kind of like a, no, this has to be the reason for this story and this location because of X, Y, and Z? What was the process like? Well, I think ultimately there's, there's two... And I, I see, ironically, I'm putting people into binaries, but in this sense, there was a very binary response. It's either, either like you're crazy or I'm totally in, you know? And the people that are on board, they were the ones that were totally in, right? And because, yeah, I mean, like, listen, th there's a lot of things involved with it. Could we fail ultimately? Very much so, right? But I look at it as like, okay, if nothing else, it's gonna be experience that we can all learn from and if nothing else, it's like, we, we essentially went on vacation to Bogota on my dime. Like, I just don't see the the, the, the negative for other people, ultimately, you know? Um, and like, worst case scenario, you have some great scenes. Like, maybe, maybe the movie doesn't come together. Maybe the movie sucks. I don't know. But from an individual actor perspective, it's like, I, I at least guarantee you a couple great scenes <laughs> that you can put on your reel. You know what I mean? So... Um, it's it, it, to me, it's like finances, right? You minimize the downside. So it's like, what's the downside? Well, I spent a lot of money to go on vacation with my friends. You know? That, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're worse. absolutely right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's not even your, your first feature. You've written a feature before, so you have the experience. You're not going there completely blind. So is there anything you applied from your first film, uh, a couple of films to this one here? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so with the first one we filmed in LA, um, and it was filmed primarily in downtown LA, specifically Grand Central Market. Um, you know, and, and a lot of lessons learned from that, right? Um, of just, you know, filming it, writing it, scheduling it, interacting with actors and so forth. 
editing it. And through that journey, you know, I got to know, uh, and specifically like the person in Columbia, right? The, the, the sound designer whose name is Edgar. Um, and, you know, now he's on board for this movie from the start of it. Right. And he's got his wife is also like a filmmaker. She's involved in stuff like that. So, you know, part of it is the friendships that were made um, be just the confidence knowing that I have done it. You know what I mean? Because um, with the first one, right, like whenever you venture to do something you haven't done before, it's like, what, what are the things that are comparable that I have done that I can utilize? Right. So with the first one, it's like, well, I've made short films um, and this is just a little bit longer. And with that one, you know, we primarily filmed across weekends. So we had a lot of in-between time as well to uh, to kind of reset, if you will. Um, and now, you know, we're, we're taking all that stuff and just, yeah, I mean, we're going to the next level. We, we, we don't, we don't make, at least it doesn't seem like an incremental step. It, it's like, you know, with the first one, we went to level five with this one, we're going to level 20, <laughs> but that excites me, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it should, right? The first feature, yeah. Idol. Uh, I saw that live. I, I didn't see it live. I saw it at a film festival. I was in the virtual room when it was happening. And this one's Ottoman to Fall. But naming conventions, let me ask you that. Like, how do you go about naming your projects? They don't seem very standard. Everything has a reason and purpose, Phil. What up? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it. I think about, like, some people come up with the title first. Some people... You know, for me, it kind of finds itself. You know, sometimes, sometimes the title does come. Um, other times, like you know, I have to really kind of sit with it. And so, idle really fit because it, it, it's really you know, idle, not spelled the traditional way. It's more like the implication of idyllic, right? Like, what is the um, most beautiful version of something, right? And so, the movie itself is essentially kind of a, a love letter to LA. You know, it, it showcases um, six different people ultimately um, trying to find their way in this crazy city. Uh, so that felt like a title that fit. Um, Ottoman to Fall um, fits for this next movie. I won't, I can't explain it because then it spoils it, um, but it, it, it does fit. So, and it, you know, and it's just something enticing like, wait, Autumn into Fall? Isn't Fall Autumn? What does that I mean, mean? That's that's what I thought when I saw it. I was like, all right, Phil, wink, wink. I get it, wink. But now I get to tell me I have to watch the movie to get it. So, yeah, you know, why not? So, one of the coolest things about being a force of nature like yourself is that you're not just doing this alone. Uh, this one, this one, Arms to a Falls, being crowdfunded, and we're seeing people come out there to support the Phil brand. Walk me through that as a creative, being able to have a project and have it so confidently out there and have people actually buy in. I mean, what was the feeling that went through your mind when that was happening? Uh, well, number one, as soon as like the first donation comes in, you're like, okay, crap, I guess I have to, like, there's no, there's no turning back from this. You know what I mean? Now, like people have put in money to see this make happen. And, you know, I mean, I guess I still could fail. I just have to figure out then, to return their money, you know, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it's it's both a humbling experience, uh, gratifying experience, you know, that people actually do believe in you, um, and so forth. And certainly, it's an awkward time to be trying to raise funds, you know, because essentially, like, I mean, again, like, let's not pretend. Ultimately, I'm taking my friends on vacation, right? And we're making a movie, so there's a product to be had, um, but at the same time, in 
you know, we're still in the pandemic and things like that. I understand it's very difficult to be asking for someone for money for something like that. Um, and so, you know, I don't expect people to give, um, if they have it great and they want to support it by all means, but I don't shame people into it, you know? And yeah, you know, for me, it's like whatever, like the movie was going to get made one way or the other, this just whatever money kind of came in through this was just a way. So it didn't financially, you know, like it just made our lives a little bit easier. Right. Um, and part of it is I, I always like to think like, what's, what's, if we're going to do this, sure, you can just look at the movie as like the, the, the byproduct and that's what they get. But what else can I offer them that, that, you know, makes it worthwhile for them, you know? And so I tried to be very specific of like, okay, cool. Well, we're creating like what we're dubbing like a, a guidebook, right? For all the actors that has all the various information about, you know, how to travel there, where to stay, you know, what are some cool places? So it's like, hey, I don't know if people will ever visit Bogota, but it's like you get your own little personalized, you know, guidebook through our perspective, right? Um, you get, there's options for like a cast Q&A, test screenings, you know, um, for all things considered, you can, you know, people have the choice to be an executive producer for, you know, so like your name in the credits and all things considered for $250, you know, that's, that's technically not a lot of money to be an executive producer on a movie. So, um, so I tried to, you know, sprinkle those kind of things in there. Uh, full disclosure for our listeners, I am an associate producer on the project. <laughs> I did donate to it. Uh, <laughs> but what are you looking for for the result, man? I know it's hard to say that in the future. You want to have an entertaining story. You want to have compelling things. But, like, is it a calling card for the filmmaker side of Phil? Is it really more of a so you can do it for your own personal development? Like, what the goals do you have from a professional level going into this one? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think best case scenario um, – you know, we we got distribution with the first one. It's not out yet and things like that, but um, we're still working on that. Um, so with this one, same thing, you know, um, have get some notoriety through film festivals, get it out there. Um, and yes, I would love to have this be like a thing um, where, you know, I'm not looking to like go direct the next Marvel movie, but it would be great to continue in this vein of making the types of movies that I want, even on this, you know, ultra low budget level. And selfishly, I would love to have this be a springboard for the actors involved, you know, like that to me, if that was the vic, if I didn't gain anything from it, but they were recognized for their talents and that was a springboard to, you know, really, their their next things then um that would be a victory for me in and of itself regardless of my own uh, success with it autumn into fall you gotta get in it now if you want to be an investor like moi but question about you personally what's one thing people get wrong about phil's VTech? what's something that you're just like why does everyone feel this way or believe this about me it's a myth it's not true here's the time to clear the air uh, i don't know i mean I know. I think, I think people, they don't always get to see this fun side of me. So I understand why they would think like, Oh, it feels just very militant, let's say, but um, you know, for me, there's a time and a place and I'm definitely, you know, my, my love language, if you will, is sarcasm. Um, <laughs> you know me, I love to have a good laugh. I'm, I'm sending you mean texts and whatever bullshit all the time. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> um, 
I've, I've yeah. never heard the love language being sarcasm. That that was another chapter, I guess. It's like gifts, quality <laughs> time, sardonic memes. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, I just you know, like I I love South Park and like you know satire, like you know highbrow comedy that uh, deconstructs the world type type stuff. You know, with a with a de with a sense of dark humor. You know, sometimes too dark for people, but. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. Tell them to get used to it. You're not going anywhere. Uh, what's one person that you would love to collaborate with that you haven't yet or work with? Um, I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily need to collaborate with. I would just love to like observe Robert Rodriguez. You know, like literally just be a fly on the wall and just watch him work and so forth. Like he, he to me is so fascinating. You know, his like style of filmmaking he calls like uh, the mariachi style, which you know is uh, is, a, is a callback to his very first movie called El Mariachi, where he, he made a feature film for seven thousand dollars and it was an action movie. And this is like we're talking like shot on film, <laughs> you know, which um, is is really like. You have to be very technical and know how to do and so forth. Um, and yeah, so so for me, I've always been a huge fan of his. Um, I think he's extremely brilliant, just breaks down every barrier. And, uh, you know, much like when I was growing up, I used to go to um, this news station and watch this editor named Brian. And like lit literally like, I, you know, because we did a tour as a school um, and, and we kind of saw him. And you know all the new stuff, and like literally, I just like I forget who I asked, but I was like basically like, can I just can I sit and watch you? And he was like, oh, but I it's like intense. I was like, I'm literally just gonna be in my corner, like I will say nothing, I will do nothing, I just want to watch you. And I would literally just watch this guy edit promos for hours on end, and that's how I learned to edit. Wow, you know, and then started doing it myself. Yeah, <laughs> so fun times. So yes, I would love to just watch. Literally just watch Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> that that is like something you read out of a, a biography. Like I taught myself the art of cutting. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I mean, I, I didn't teach myself. I watched someone do it professionally. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't learn myself. I, I I literally just sat there. I like I'm talking literally for hours on end. You know, weeks on like just watching a dude edit. Yeah, that's and, that's fascinating. But, and by the way, like and. I, and of course, like, listen, we did eventually, like, after a certain point, like, I think he got a little awkward of like this kid, you know, like he's here. So I might as well like answer his questions. So he'd like start talking with me. But like, I didn't, you know, I wasn't the one to initiate of like, hey, what are you doing? Can you explain this? Because I knew it's a news business and he's got to pump out like all this stuff in less than four hours. And this was the time when like you had to digitize the tapes and so forth. So, you know, like if, if, if he had needed to digitize 45 minutes worth of footage, that's 45 minutes worth of <laughs> you know, tape going. So anyway, yeah. yeah. What do you do to unwind? I won't say for fun, because I don't. I think fun's very subjective. But what do you do to say, you know what? I'm not working. What am I doing right now to recharge? Um, you know, I I, I love movies. I love soccer. I walk my dog. Um, hanging out with friends. Like I'm a man of simple pleasures. You know, that's. It's kind of, oh, I don't know. Oh, come I'm on. I'm sure one, two, I'm a man of simple pleasures. Ah, boo. What, what do you want? Listen, I, I could lie and make up some stuff, but that's, I mean, you know, I, long walks on the beach, like what, you know, what, bungee jumping, what, you know, I like hikes. 
hikes are great, but like, not, you know, the, the sunset walks on the beach and the bungee jumping now. I mean, I do yeah, it, I, but uh, no, not an everyday I just thing. had a vision of you on the top floor of the W Hotel sipping all their wines going, oh, life is grand. Maybe it's just me, an awful stereotype. Um, I'm honestly, I don't, I don't like extravagant things that much. I'll do it like, you know, if, if a friend has a birth, like for example, a couple of weeks ago, um, a friend of mine had her birthday in downtown LA, like a rooftop bar and things like that. And like, listen, I'm not going to lie and say it's not nice, and it's fun, but it's not where my mind initially goes to, you know? So, yeah, I like it. Man. I respect that. Uh, if anyone is listening right now and they're like, I just can't get enough of a man feels VTech, what they want to do, where they want to go to see the products you're working on, the content you're pumping out, how they go about following online, let us all know. Um, I mean, I think the simplest way is, you know, uh, just my social media is at Phil Svitek. So Instagram, uh, Twitter, certainly YouTube, um, if you just type in Phil Svitek. And I think that's that's the best introduction to kind of what I do. You know, on my YouTube page, there's the various lessons that I do. There's various film projects that I've done. So you can kind of, you know, um, I, I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that I put out, I, I know not everything's going to be for everyone, right? So you, you kind of pick and choose your path, right, of what you want from Phil's content. Do you want some movie reviews? Do you want to watch my, uh, like, film projects? Do you want, like, mental lessons? Do you want how-to tips? You know, a little something for everyone, and you, you, you make your own path. so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours. <laughs>